The same holds true for life itself. If you give someone an answer, a rule, a principle, you help them solve one problem. But if you teach him to walk with God, well, then you've helped him solve the rest of his life. You've helped tap him into an inexhaustible source of guidance and comfort and protection. Really now, if you knew you had the opportunity to develop a conversational intimacy with the wisest, kindest, most generous, and seasoned person in the world, wouldn't it make sense to spend time with them as opposed to, say, slogging your way through on your own? Whatever our situation in life, butcher, baker, candlestick maker, our deepest and most pressing need is to learn to walk with God, to hear His voice, to follow Him intimately. It is the most essential turn of events that could ever take place in the life of any human being, for it brings us back to the source of life. Everything else we long for can then flow forth from this union. But how do we get there? How do we learn to live with God, to walk with Him each day in conversational intimacy? Over the years, I've read with longing the stories of early disciples like Athanasius, who had the help of a spiritual giant like Anthony, or the Benedictines with Benedict, or the followers of Columba living with him on Iona. And I found myself wondering, where do people get that today? The stories feel like Aesop's fables. Charming, but archaic. I don't know anyone who lives in the same hut with a genuine spiritual counselor, mentor, father, or director with whom they can process the unfolding events of their life anytime they'd like. I know such fathers exist, and I pray they increase. But in the meantime, they are rare. Most of us haven't the option. But we can still learn. You might not have access to a master fly fisherman, but if you could watch someone cast who has been at it for a few years, you would learn a lot. When Stacy and I first married, we loved to hang out with couples who'd been hitched for a decade or two. There was so much to gain simply from hearing their experiences, the good and the bad. And in truth, it was often the tales of their mistakes that helped us most. And so I found that by describing my experiences and putting words to the things that God is showing me, I can shed light on your experiences and put words to things God is showing you. In sharing these stories, I am in no way suggesting that this is the only way to walk with God. But as George MacDonald said, As no scripture is of private interpretation, so there is no feeling in any human heart which exists in that heart alone, which is not in some form or degree, in every human heart. And so what I offer here is a series of stories of what it looks like to walk with God over the course of about a year. I'm going to open my journals to you, or at least part of them, the more helpful part, I hope. When Ernest Hemingway wrote Green Hills of Africa in 1935, he felt he was taking a worthy risk. He said this, I have attempted to write an absolutely true book to see whether the shape of a country and the pattern of a month's action can, if truly presented, 
compete with a work of the imagination. Now, how much more valuable might this be if we could share with one another the stories of our true encounters with God? Not the mountaintop ones, but the everyday encounters as they are lived out over a year. Some of these stories will open up new horizons for you. That is certainly my hope. Learning to hear the voice of God may itself be a new frontier and an exciting one with unexpected joys around each new turn. You will, no doubt, come across lessons you've already learned, probably better than I. But you may have forgotten. We do forget even the most precious encounters we have with God. Perhaps I will help you to remember and recover what you might have lost. I may also help you tell your own story as well, give you eyes to see what is unfolding and help you set it down so that it doesn't slip away.